Welcome to a special edition of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Today, Andrew continues his teaching on who God is and who we are, recorded live from the 2019 Grace and Faith Conference in Telford, England. You need to recognize that you were an absolute mess before Jesus saved you. Apart from God's influence in your life, you just don't realize how perfect God created us to be. And now, here's Andrew. Here's the thing that turned my life around. Let's look at these verses over in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and in verse 17. And again, I'm jumping right into the middle of this. The context of this is really powerful. But in verse 17, he says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who hath. That means it's already been done. Past tense. Hath reconciled us unto God by himself. The word reconcile means to make friendly again or to bring into harmony. Like when you tune the strings on a guitar, you reconcile them. To each other. You reconcile your bank statement. Here's what the bank says. Here's what your record says. They've got to come into agreement, into harmony. When it says that we have been reconciled unto God, that means that God is no longer angry at us. God is not mad at us. We are reconciled. We're made friendly. We're brought back into relationship. But the key to understanding this is in verse 17, where it says that if you are in Christ, if you've been born again, you are a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things, not some things, but all things are become new. And it didn't say that all things are in the process of becoming new. It says all things are new. And you know, I remember when I was in Vietnam, and I mean for 15 hours a day, I would just sit and read the word and pray and say, oh God, how do I get back to where I was? What do I do? And panic was setting in. And I was totally by myself. I had nobody that I could go to. And I read this verse and it, I just was trying to be honest. And I said, God, old things haven't passed away with me. Everything isn't become new. And I wasn't trying to contradict the scriptures. I was just trying to be honest and say, God, I cannot see this in my life. And yet I know I'm born again. I know that you are in my life. How do I understand this? And let me turn over here and read this verse to you out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and in verse 23, the Lord used this verse and it says, the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, not H-O-L-Y, but W-H-O-L-L-Y, completely. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And right here, this is amazing. There's many other verses that say this, but it all, this puts it all in one verse. He says, I pray God that your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless. And it just dawned on me that I was not aware of who I was spiritually. I knew who I was physically, like this is my physical body and I can see it and I can feel it. And I know that there's an inner person on the inside that the Bible calls the soul. We call it our personality. It's your emotional realm. You know, I could come up and you could have your back to me and I could tap you on the shoulder and you can feel that. 
but I could come up and say something to you. And even though I never physically touch you, it could touch you emotionally. It could either cause you to cry. It could cause you to laugh. All of us are aware that we have a body and a soul and everybody's aware of that. And you know what? You, you monitor this constantly. Like if I was to ask you right now, are you hot? Or are you cold? There's not a single person that would have to say, well, let me pray about it and I'll come back and tell you in an hour how I am. You just know if you're hot or cold. And if I said, are you sleepy or are you tired? You just automatically know. If I was to ask you about your soulish realm, are you happy or are you sad? Are you depressed? Are you encouraged? You don't have to tell me you're going to pray about it and come back and tell me later. You constantly know how you feel emotionally. That's your soulish realm. So the body and the soul, you constantly monitor that. Your physical feelings are in touch with the body and the soulish realm. But the Bible says that there's a third part of you and that's the spirit. And this is what began to set me free was I realized that when you get born again, going back to 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away all things are become new. That's not talking about your body. If you were fat before you got saved, you'll still be fat after you get saved unless you go on a diet. Your body doesn't instantly change. If you were a man, you're still going to be a man. I need to pause and let that soak in nowadays. <laughs> doesn't matter how you feel. You are what your plumbing says you are. Amen. And if you were a woman before you got saved, you'll still be a woman after you get saved. Your body doesn't change. The Bible says that we have been purchased, but our body's not redeemed yet. We don't have the glorified body. Someday we're going to receive a glorified body, but right now your physical body isn't saved. And your soul isn't saved. If you had wrong thinking before you got saved, you're going to have wrong thinking after you get saved until you renew your mind and change it. Did you know what? When, when you got born again, you didn't quit speaking British English and start speaking American English. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> but you know what? You still... You still were taught how to speak the way you still spoke. You still had your memories. You remembered your childhood, not my childhood. Your brain, your emotions don't instantly change. And see, I was looking for this change. It says if you're in Christ, old things have passed away. All things have become new. I was looking for this change in the mirror. I wanted to see a different body. I wanted to have a different emotion and have all of my uh, wrong emotions and wrong thinking and everything just vanished and it didn't happen. And the Lord showed me it's your spirit that gets born again. It's your spirit that becomes new. And in the spirit, you are a completely brand new person that never existed before. And sad to say, if you back up into the 16th verse of this chapter, it says, wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. This is just saying that we don't know people after the flesh. 
We don't judge people on just the flesh anymore. This is the way it should be as Christians. You shouldn't judge people on whether they're male or female, whether they're black or white. You shouldn't judge them based on their intellect and their emotional things. We ought to know people spirit to spirit. We have all become one with Christ Jesus in the spirit. And our, if you are born again, your spirit and my spirit are identical. And yet most people say, oh no, my spirit's not united with your spirit. It is. We're all one in the Lord. In the spirit, you are identical to Jesus. And this is what changed my life. Is because, see, I knew that in my flesh there was no good thing. And I had no confidence in my flesh, which is part of the deal. You've got to come to the end of yourself. And I had come to the end of myself, but I didn't know who I was in Christ. I didn't know what he had done. And if all you do is get to where you recognize that you are nothing by yourself, well, then that's a recipe for disaster. It's part of the answer. You've got to recognize this and quit depending upon yourself, but you've got to go beyond that to where you no longer are trying to develop yourself and make yourself better, but instead you've got to go beyond that and find out who you are in Christ and start living out of your spirit. And did you know that your flesh is never getting better? A lot of Christians think, oh, I've been walking with the Lord and now I'm, a, I'm much stronger and I'm all this. Paul said that when I'm weak, then am I strong. I remember calling a woman up one time and I asked her, I said, how are you? And she says, I'm weak in him. And I thought, what kind of answer is that? <laughs> but as I thought about it, I thought, you know what? That, she's saying that I'm learning to depend on him. We somehow or another think that as I grow, your flesh gets better and you ought to now get to where you never uh, use profanity again. You never do this again. You're just over that. Your flesh has now gotten holier. You know what? Your flesh doesn't improve. Your flesh is still flesh and it's never going to improve. The way that you improve in the Christian life is to get to where you don't depend on the flesh. You don't live out of the flesh. You learn how to live out of the spirit and let your spirit dominate you. Somebody comes up and spits in your face. I guarantee you, your flesh wants to punch their lights out. Your flesh wants to defend yourself and say, who are you to treat me that way? And you want to fight back. But your spirit wants to say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And some of you are thinking, boy, my spirit doesn't do that. That's just because you aren't in touch with your spirit. You are living out of your flesh. When you get offended and when people do things to you, your spirit doesn't get offended. In Galatians chapter five, verse 22 and 23 says, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. That's what's in your spirit. That's talking about the Holy Spirit, but what's true of the Holy Spirit is also true of your born-again spirit. Your born-again spirit is identical to the Holy Spirit, to the spirit of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 6, 17, he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. And the Greek word for one there is hes, H-E-I-S. And it means a singular one to the exclusion of another. It doesn't mean that you're like him, that here he is and here you are. No, your spirit is identical, identical to Jesus. 
First John chapter four, verse 17 says, herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. That is not talking about that your body is like him. No, we're gonna have a glorified body. This body is gonna change. Your body is not identical to Jesus. And it's not talking about your mental, emotional part. I can guarantee you, you don't know all things yet. There's some of you that can't find your glasses and they're on top of your head. <laughs> and yet the Bible says we have an unction from the Holy One and we know all things. First John chapter two, verse 20. You don't know all things in your mind. You do not have the exact emotions of Jesus in your emotional realm, but in your spirit. Your spirit is identical to Jesus. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says we have the mind of Christ. That's not up here. It's down here in your spirit. In your spirit, you know everything that Jesus knows. Your spirit is perfect. You have the mind of Christ. And yet Christians will all the time say, well, further along, we'll know all about it. Further along, we'll understand why. Cheer up, my brother. Live in the sunshine. We'll all understand it more by and by. I saved you me singing that. But that's a song and people just think, well, I don't know anything down here. And we just confess our inability. Over in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. And people just stop right there and say, see, we just can't know the things of God in this life. We just have to wander through this life not knowing what's going on. But the next verse says, but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. That's not saying that you can't know the things of God. It's saying you can't know the things of God with just your brain. You have to have revelation knowledge come to your spirit. God reveals things to your spirit. In your spirit, you have the mind of Christ. You have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. Your spirit understands. It knows what the answer to your problem is. You got to get it out of your spirit and into your soulish realm so that you can benefit from it. But in your spirit, you have the mind of Christ already. You need to quit confessing your inabilities. Now again, if you do it like I was talking last night, saying in me, parentheses, that is in my flesh, I don't know, I don't have this wisdom. Well, then that's okay. You're acknowledging that in yourself, in your just human ability, you can't do it. But you are not only human. You are born again. And you now have a born again spirit on the inside of you that's identical to Jesus that has his mind, his power and ability. And the key to the Christian life is to start living out of your spirit instead of out of your flesh. How do you live out of the spirit? What does that mean? Some people think that means folding your hands a certain way or closing your eyes or turning your collar around backwards. <laughs> if your collar's turned around backwards, you're headed the wrong direction. <laughs> But we have all of these things. It it's, depends on how long your dress is or how your hair is or whether you wear makeup or don't wear makeup. Or I tell you, we got so many weird things about what being in the spirit is. Being in the spirit is just being in the word of God. What does the word of God say? 
Jesus said in John chapter 6 and verse 63, he says, the flesh profits nothing. It's the spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. And then he says, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are alive. And so what, how do you walk in the spirit? You just walk in the word. The word is spirit and life. It also says in James chapter one, that whoever looks into the perfect law of liberty is like a man that beholds his face in a natural mirror. And he sees himself and beholds himself. And then he goes his way and forgets what he's like. But looking into the word of God is like looking in a spiritual mirror. If I want to see if my hair is combed, I can't go by how I feel. I have to look and I, I go by what I see in that mirror. Well, I don't go by how I feel. When people come up and say, how are you? I can guarantee you there's hundreds of people that have asked me how I was this last few days. And what did I answer? I'll tell you I'm blessed. Every time anybody asks me, I'm gonna tell them I'm blessed because that's what Ephesians chapter one, verse three says. That I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And I've, you know, I've had people that they know bad things happen to me. They know that I've had some really bad things happen to me. And I've had people come up and they say, how are you doing? And I'll say, I'm blessed. And they say, I want to know how you really are. And I'll say, I'm really blessed. Amen. When you go by your feelings, you aren't in the spirit. You are in the flesh. It is your flesh that feels discouraged. But that verse that I quoted earlier out of Galatians chapter five, verses 22 and 23, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. That's what's in your spirit. And if you aren't feeling love, well, then you've solved the problem. Some people are thinking, well, how did that solve the problem? Because your spirit can't not love. Your spirit is just full of God's kind of love. If you aren't feeling love, you aren't in the spirit. You are in the flesh. You are walking by your own emotions. And so when you get angry and like this person did this to me and I'm upset, just pull your thumb out of your mouth and quit being in the flesh and going by how you feel and do what God's word says. And some people think, well, that's hypocritical. No, it just depends on who you think is the real you. If you think the real you is that emotional part of you, the part of you that has all of these feelings and anger and bitterness, if you think that that's the real you, then you're a hypocrite to act contrary. But if you recognize that you've been born again and that you're now a new creature in Christ Jesus, you're a hypocrite to let your emotions rule you when the truth is that in the spirit, you've got love, joy, peace, long suffering, and all of these things. It goes back to your identity. Most of us don't see who we are in Christ. We really think that this physical and emotional part of us is our real identity. That's the real us, and it is not. That is all gonna pass away. This physical body is gonna lay down and someday turn back to dust unless Jesus comes back. And then in that case, it'll be changed instantly. Your emotional part of you is gonna be totally renovated and changed. 
But your spirit part of you is right now the exact way it will be throughout all eternity. As Jesus is, so are you in this world. Not so are you going to be in the next world. Your spirit is identical to Jesus right now. This is the reason that the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You need to think like Jesus. You need to see yourself as Jesus lives in me. And this is my identity. And I am identical to Jesus now. I can think like him. I can feel like him. I can talk like him. I can lay hands on the sick and see them recover like him. I can do anything that Jesus did because I am God possessed. God himself lives on the inside of me and I have his ability. The apostle Paul said in Galatians chapter two, verse 20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet it's not me it's Christ living in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Not by faith in the Son of God, but by the faith of the Son of God. He actually gave you his faith. It's not your faith in him, it's his faith in you. You have the same faith that Jesus used. You got the same ability. You should have the same mind. You ought to approach your problems the way that Jesus would approach it because on the inside of you, you have been born again. Old things have passed away. All things have become new and you are 100% like Jesus in your spirit. Do you think Jesus would respond to things the way you're responding? Do you think Jesus would be going around depressed and discouraged? And again, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not trying to be insensitive to the fact that bad things happen. But I'm saying, do you think that Jesus would let these bad things that happen dominate him? Absolutely not. When he was being crucified, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He prayed for the very people that were crucifying him. Did you know you have that power on the inside of you? And yet many, oh, I don't. I don't feel it. I'm telling you, there's so much going on that you can't feel. You can't feel the spirit realm. Some people say, well, yes, you can. I felt the anointing of the Lord here. I hadn't got time to explain this fully, but you, what you can feel, you can manifest the presence of God through faith. Faith can take something that isn't tangible and make it tangible. Hebrews chapter 11, verse one, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Notice it says it's the evidence of things not seen. It didn't say the evidence of things don't exist. The spiritual world exists. Jesus is in this room today. The Holy Spirit is in this room. There are spiritual beings. There are spiritual things, but they're in a different realm that you can't see. But faith gives substance to things not seen. You can manifest the presence of God, but technically speaking, the spirit realm, spirit is spirit. Jesus said that which is spirit is spirit and that which is flesh is flesh. In other words, they are in two different realms. There is a spiritual realm. There are angels. There are spiritual beings all over this place. This place is crowded. There's all kinds of spiritual things going on. 
And there's also a spirit man on the inside of you. That's the part of you that got born again. Your old nature was taken out and you now have the very nature of God. You have the ability to respond in love instead of hate. And yet many people don't even, they just, they're only going by what they feel. Well, I don't feel love. I feel hate. And so I'm going to act on it. That just means you're carnal. That just means you're operating in the flesh. There is a spiritual you. If you're born again, you're a brand new person on the inside and you have the ability to walk in supernatural love. I saw that there were free materials. I, I couldn't believe it. I downloaded, downloaded, I listened and listened. God has just been awesome. On today's broadcast, you saw an excerpt from Andrew's teaching titled, Who God Is and Who We Are, recorded live from the 2019 Grace and Faith Conference in Telford, England. This four-part teaching is available in a CD or DVD album for a gift of any amount, or on a USB drive for only $30. Also available is the entire 2019 Grace and Faith Conference which includes all four of Andrew's sessions, along with teachings from guest speakers Wendell Parr and Dwayne Sheriff. This conference was recorded live in Telford, England, and is available in a nine-part CD or DVD album for a gift of any amount, or on a USB drive for only $49. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these teachings. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. We'd like to point out Andrew's upcoming speaking schedule. Mark your calendars to come meet Andrew at one of these events and let the Word of God transform your life. In the month of September, Andrew will be in Sri Lanka via livecast. This special livecast event is only accessible at the BMICH main conference hall in Sri Lanka. Also in September, Andrew will be in Woodland Park to host the In God We Trust rally with guest speakers Lance Walnow, Pastor Mark Cowart, State Senator Dennis Heisey, and State Representative Mark Baisley. Then he'll be in Washington, D.C. for a Gospel Truth Conference with guest speaker Jeremy Pearsons. Later in September, he'll be in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Also, beginning September 30th, Andrew will be in Woodland Park, Colorado to host the annual Minister's Conference with guest speakers Arthur Menchez, Carrie Pickett, Audrey Mack, Pastors Bob Yandian, Bob Nichols, and Dwayne Sheriff. And in October, Andrew will be in West Bromwich, England, and also in Walsall, England for the European Minister's Conference with guest speakers Paul Milligan, Billy Epperhart, 
and Pastor Bob Yandian. For more details on Andrew's next meeting in your area, visit our website at awmi.net. Have you checked out the Inside Story yet? It's a great way for you to get an inside look of what is happening at Andrew Womack Ministries. With over six years of interviews, there's a lot to get excited about. Check out this month's featured story today, only at awmi.net. Do you want to connect with like-minded believers? Do you want to go deeper in God's Word through the teachings of Andrew Womack? Then Karis Bible Studies is the place for you. Karis Bible Studies are connecting believers with the Word of God in your neighborhood. Find a Bible study near you by visiting karisbiblestudies.net.